Welcome to the Community Health Alliances podcast brought to you by Monarch Healthcare Management as a donation to Care Resource Connection. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Steve Coring, Fire Chief for the City of St. Louis Park. And I'm Amy Looked, the CEO of Care Resource Connection. So today we're going to have a conversation about kind of a, an issue that kind of really doesn't get thought about until the very last minute, or it's one of those things that people just, oh, that's right, we should think about that. And so today we've invited to the podcast Penelope Frohart. She's with Caldwell Banker Realty, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, how to manage those real estate conversations, particularly as you consider estate planning and or moving uh, as people consider moving from their home into uh, other types of living arrangements. And so we've asked Penelope to come in and talk a little bit about how that looks and works for her. Hello. Penelope? Thanks for joining us, Penelope. If you can just uh, share with our listeners a little bit about your background and, and what you do with Coldwell Banker Realty. Okay, I'm a realtor. I've been with Coldwell Banker Realty for nine years, and my passion is really helping people with one of the most most important transactions of their life. Really, buying and selling a home is a very expensive purchase and sale, and there's a lot to be considered when doing that. Absolutely. And we talk about uh, this frequently with, with our families when we're in a 911 environment and someone's calling and they determine that their family member maybe um, needs to look at an alternative place to live. Home isn't, you know, the same as it was and they need to have a higher level of care. Um, the first thing they ask us is, do you know somebody that could help us? Right. Because sadly, um, these things come up. If they're not planned, who do they go to? Who who can be the expert that they can ask some questions? Is that what you find too, that it kind of comes at where it's not necessarily planned all the time? Absolutely. Yes, obviously. It'd be nice to plan ahead, but you can't always plan ahead and things come up. And then it, it can be really stressful for families if they don't have the information they need. So it's important to just kind of take a step back and look at the big picture and just evaluate what the next steps are and what's most appropriate for their family member. Absolutely. And I think back in the day, you know, I sold when it was called a banker burn it. Um, mm -hmm. And it was many, many years ago, but it was one of those times where we found that in, in this, in a case where it comes to home ownership, you know, you got the first time home buyers and then you got the flip side. It's really tough when, you're an adult child and you have to talk to your parents about their finances, yes. uh, you know, and kind of flipping the script a little bit. Now you become the caregiver and we have, you know, as the next eight years progress, we're going to see more and more of, of this sandwich generation, more and more of having to take care of not just their parents, but now even, you know, the baby boomers coming too. So right. we have to think about how can we start creating an educational pathway through the Alliance where, um, what we're doing now, we we come in in the 911 environment and we turn that into a proactive space, right? Yes. We stay with them for 190 days. How can we do that in 
when we're dealing with someone's estate planning and, and that transition, so much is happening in that transition. Right. I think, it, again, it's important to take a step back, prioritize, look at the situation, ask a lot of questions. I have a list of questions I can send you that are important just to start the conversation and then go from there. Of course, like some of the things that stress people out the most is how do I downsize? What do I keep and what do I get rid of and what's important? And family members can argue about that. And so um, I have a lot of resources of people that can come in and organize and sort things like this should be donated. This has some value. We could sell it and let's set this aside for the family to decide. And it, it helps make it easier because that person doesn't have as much emotion involved. So different resources like that, organizers, movers. We also have a program through Coldwell Banker called Revitalize, which mm -hmm. they will come in and paint, remodel, do the things necessary to get the house ready for sale to increase the value. And that doesn't have to be paid back until closing. So there's no upfront costs needed right, to help super nice. update the home. Mm -hmm. but, yeah. And I think, too, the other piece as we are navigating this pathway of how we're going to create this this kind of care-to-care -care, um, checklist, so mm -hmm. to speak, is looking at it, too, where if you're looking into assisted livings, selling your home into assisted livings, what does that look like? Sometimes you have to have private pay for a couple of years before the waivers will kick in. Right. And so having that understanding when you're talking to that real estate agent like yourself or whomever mm -hmm. and being able to say, okay, this is what I need. This is where we are. Yep. You know, how are we going to, to get there? Um, and then what are we going to do? in between. You know, do, does Coldwell Banker Realty have a guaranteed program if time is, you know, is a super time crunch or, or how do you handle that those situations? I wouldn't say it's a guaranteed program, but obviously I would come in and evaluate the whole situation, give them an, an estimate of what I think the home value would be, and then put together a net sheet based on if there's any money owed, what they would expect to profit so that they can plan accordingly. And I can put together a plan as far as we need someone in here this weekend. It, mm -hmm. de it depends on the urgency and what is all involved, but that process can move very quickly or it can also go as slow as the family wants or needs. Right, right. And are you are you working with um, mortgage lenders too, in case maybe it's a situation where they wanna look at maybe some alternative things? Yeah, like a reverse mortgage yep. or something like that. Yes, I have lots of partners. I mean, I have like three mortgage lenders I work with specifically that I really like and have had good success with, but I, I have resources for everything. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. So when you've, uh... As you know, we hear all the time about how the the dynamics that are changing in the marketplace for what used to be very simple, right? As you age, you pay off your mortgage and you have your home, you just sell your home and you, whatever the market is, that's you you receive that in the way of you know your equity pays back that value. But but seniors are working longer. Yeah. Um, their their retirements have gone upside down with some of the the issues in the economy, the Inflation isn't helping that. And so right. are you finding it harder and harder to help people navigate through this process just because some of the realities that are existing in today's marketplace? It can be challenging, certainly, on the financial side, just depending on what their situation is. But 
our inventory is still low. So selling a house has not been an issue at all, really. There are still buyers out there despite the interest rates going up because people are always need to buy and sell. Because yeah, I think that's some of the things I think people are, I mean, people always want to hang on a little bit longer. If I could just of course. get that, if I could just hang on for a little bit longer, it's going to be worth more. It's going to be whatever. But I think that um, sitting down with someone like yourself who can help kind of draw the picture more visually for them as to what their options are. Right. I think that, that makes a big difference, right? When you sit down with somebody. For sure. And then you can look at their house and the layout that they have and see, is it safe for you? Are you using your whole home? Can you clean your whole home? And just think about things like that. Maybe the next step is just a smaller home. You know, they don't have to give everything up. And I think it's important to make them feel involved in the decision-making process and not feel like things are being taken away from them because independence is so important. Um, so there's steps that you can take. And again, that depends on the situation and mobility and all of those things. Yeah, I think that is, I'm glad to hear you say that because I do think that's one of the stumbling blocks or the kind of the barriers to these discussions is people just feeling like control is being taken away. Right. There's so many of the things in their life are being taken away from them in the way of where they can go, how they can get there. Uh, so this is an important, to, I think you said in the beginning, it's probably one of the most important transactions they've made. Sure. And they look at it that way as one of the most important assets that they have. And, and now control could be taken away and they don't want to have exactly. that happen, right? It's very important to make them feel involved and empowered like they're making the decisions, you know, with help because they have help and guidance and it's not like this is what you have to do. It's more of a conversation about these are your choices and this this is what each choice looks like for you. And it can be in the next year or two, but let's look at five years, which you can't always plan that far in advance, but it helps for people to have a roadmap to see mm -hmm. where they are now and where they're going. Where do you put... Uh... If you were to, I guess, if somebody were to come to you and in, in the elevator speech, right, is what's, what are the two or three things right away? If, if you're somebody's thinking, should I call Caldwell Banker? Should I call, let's, I'm, I want to reach out to Penelope. I heard her on the podcast and I really want to reach out to her. What would be maybe the top three questions that they should have answers for when they, when they call you? I would, when interviewing a realtor, I would ask like, what's most important to you? as far as your clients' needs go and how do you approach that. Um, what else? <laughs> That's hard, I've never been on the other side. Um, could I speak to some of your past clients and get referrals and so I can understand how you've worked with them and what they liked about you? I think that's always a good one. Um, and ask what their resources are. What do they have access to that will help them through their process? And what are the... I would ask then, okay, what is the top three questions that you're going to ask them? The, the, uh, I'm, I'm, a, yeah. I'm the son of a person who's trying to figure out a way to get their mom and dad's house sold. What are the, what would be the top three questions you're going to ask me that's going to create me to want to do more or want to know more or want to learn how to deal with Caldwell Banker yourself? Right. When someone calls me, I want to know, like, what is their top priority and what is the timeline? That's important. What's most important to your parents and, and how do they best communicate? And what? how can I be cognizant of how I'm talking to them and approaching the situation so they don't feel like it's being forced, so they can feel involved? And, you know, 
where are they going or what are the next steps and how much then you have to evaluate how much stuff you keep and how much you sell and just go through a whole I mean it's a timeline and it's a process and it's a plan and it's set to a timeline it really is I, I would say you know um, especially dealing in rural Minnesota um, a lot of folks that have farmland or, or came in where it wasn't uh, necessarily quite developed and yet and there's a lot of Torrance property a lot of children don't understand the legalities around that versus right. a warranty deed yeah um, and then two how how many years is it before um, you sell your house and your family member goes into like a nursing home you know there's there's this roadmap that we're talking about, right? You know, I look at it as we just had our open house and there's all these vendors sitting around, right? Everyone will flock to the real estate, the flock to this and they'll kind of walk by the nursing home be like, Ooh, not yet. Walk by the other. <laughs> <Right. city. laughs> but it should, I would next year, I want to be able to have this roadmap where it's like, Hey, okay. Talk to me about this. And how should I start planning before I get to this table? Because every year I come here, mm -hmm. um, since you've had the Community Health Alliance, and I'm like, eh, thanks for the Frisbee. Thanks, Monarch, for what you're giving out. But how can we start having and opening up those conversations that can be looked at as taboo, uncomfortable, I don't want to you know, overstep mom and dad, but even the parents themselves, you know, how should I start looking at some of these things? Maybe I'm a caregiver and I'm looking at something for my loved one. And I'm afraid if I take that step, what's going to happen to me in my home? I mean, these are real conversations, right? Right. Or sure. I can't continue to farm anymore, but I'm renting out my farmland, right? Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I have a warranty deed. I don't know if I have a torrent. Do I have to go to court? I mean, <laughs> right. you know, yes. all these crazy questions. Yes. So or if they already had a, a reverse mortgage, you know, they saw Tom Selleck on the yeah. TV and they were like, oh, Magnum, let's do this. But right. now they can't. Right. right. Um, so really understanding that net sheet, really understanding when you sit down with someone like yourself, yeah. you're going to come in, you know, you're going to have a sheet that really walks them through the process yes. that Coldwell Banker designed. Exactly. And it really shows that whole that's how you talk about that timeline and that's how you're able to talk about okay you're going to be dealing with closing you know you can talk to this but closing yeah. is going to be happening here now's time is of the essence let's get things set down at the county and right. if there's gaps if there's things or where is your warranty deed yeah right Making that's sure always the biggest thing when order. you're ready to yep. close and they're like i don't i can't find it yeah um <laughs> and so two the other piece is power of attorneys yeah Right. I mean, these mm -hmm. these questions that come at the closing where all this stuff just kind of comes and it can really come to a halt and really put right. a wrench in, yep. in where they are. And so having that relationship with that closer. So I almost look at it as here I'm coming to next year's St. Louis Park Community Health Alliance Fair and I'm going, huh. All right, I got my little roadmap here this time, and yeah. I'm going to go see Penelope, and she's going to give me a little chip. And with this little, you know, chip, I'm going to check this off, and this is what I got. And then when yeah. you come to the very end and you see the care resource table and the care coordinator table from the Community Health Alliance, we're going to say, hey, what did you find, right? Yeah. What are the resources after going through this journey um, yeah. with us? Um, 
do you think that we should add to next year? And what questions, what value did you get out of this? I really want to have that interactive piece. Yeah, I love that idea. Because that's one of the things that is so cool about community health that we can bring mm -hmm. on board and bring to the city council and other cities and say, look, this is, this is directly from your community. Right. This is what's important to them. Yeah. And information is so valuable and educating them, then it doesn't seem as scary. Like you're giving them options. Yeah, they don't need it yet, but it's it's putting it on their radar and getting their mind thinking about what questions should I be asking? Like, I don't wanna be in a situation where all of a sudden I'm just forced into one of these. I wanna know what my options are, what the criteria is for each option. Am I just living in a 55 plus community for the social aspect or do I need more care than that can provide and how much assistance do I need? And just looking at all those options and being able to maybe meet people even that live in the nursing home or something to get their experience. Well, and that's the thing, right? I mean, I think a lot of it is should just really come organically yeah. from the community. And once you are able to start building those relationships, Steve and I talk about it all the time. You know, um, every community is unique in, right. in their makeup. And, you know, because of that uniqueness, that's where you're able to come into the community and really understand who's living there, how you're going to serve these people in the best way, right. and where and why they've chosen to live where they live. Right. Right. Um, once we understand that, then we can understand how to have them create the, you know, their little um, family planning book. Right. Yeah. And ha have them have their own individual journey roadmap that they're creating and finding their bat lines that they feel that they need to have for right. when they're ready in that moment. And I think that's powerful. I think definitely having those tools and we're challenging our community stakeholders too, to say, yep. we want to really look at this as a way of prevention and prevention is education. For and we sure. need to look at ways where we're all kind of taking that step again and change management, just a little step sideways mm -hmm. and look at things a little differently. Definitely. So Penelope, a few, you guys must talk about this because this the type of work you're doing is right on the you know on the front edge of you know kind of being uh, for this marketplace. So when you think about it, and you guys talk about it in the office or you go to a national sales meetings or yeah. whatever, what are they talking about? What are maybe like the the merging issues that are coming down the pipeline? We don't see them today, but you're forecasting some of these issues a little bit down the line that people like yourself are starting to prepare for. Well, I mean, we're very focused on interest rates right now, but they're going to come down and it's from a buyer that's more focused on buyers because some buyers have backed off, not all of them. And people are always buying and selling. I think as far as trends for seniors, there, I feel like there's so many more options out there now um, with the different communities and co-living and some of the green communities and things like that. I just think it's so important to educate everyone on the options ahead of time and give them that roadmap and talk to them about estate planning and you need an attorney, you need a team. And that's important. And I think that roadmap's a great idea because it gets them asking the questions and like, okay, who do I ask that question to? And where is my title? Is my title clean? Will I be able to go sell it? That's a closer. So that's part of the cold well. We have relationships with all of these businesses. We have resources for everything. If I don't know the answer, I can find it in 10 minutes. 
you know, I know who to call. And so it's important to have somebody and with a family too, you take a team approach and I, I just kind of coach you through the process and help give you as much information as you need, not to be dangerous, but, um, and then go from there and answer questions and just, it's important for everyone to feel heard and involved. Exactly. That's why I'm so excited when Jason came to me and said that, you know, you, you two are friends and, and he's known you for a long time and he recommended you to come on board to care yeah. resource connection. And I've always, you know, we've had the Warner group. We, as friends of families of ours, um, I have my own uh, folks from my old previous uh, role, but um, to have someone now in your space and in your area where you are so close to the city of St. Louis park, I just really think that it's something that we can explore here in the Alliance. We try everything, try, you know, try, fail, pass, whatever way, sideways we right. can to figure out all the bumps in the road. Yeah. But I think it's a great avenue to explore this roadmap and I see agree. how we can create something like that in the community. I agree. I literally can walk here from my house. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> Very close. So I, I also, you know, I was thinking about this as you were talking, you know, the inevitably there are there, there are people out there who are going to be listening to this podcast who are mm -hmm trying to figure out a way to maybe start the conversation, right? So right. is it as just as simple as, you know, dial your phone number and talk? Or, I mean, I guess I think people are hesitant to know where to start right. and how they should start. Um, and I, how do we get that message out? How do we build that understanding in the community? Is it through community meetings? Is it through some type of information stream that goes out in social media what's the best way to inform people about maybe getting informed yeah that's a great question i think that's where as penelope will learn as we go into new communities like yes. we're bringing on hopkins too um this is part of bringing in that community health alliance and the community stakeholders into the fire station having the conversation right right because every community is different we yeah. want to be mindful of that and sure. we always start with the alliance of the fire department is where we start Yes, um, building this coalition of community mm -hmm. members. And it's how does that look, right? right? And we'll have to have a real conversation about how do we bring this information? Where are we going to do a little additional discovery? What are we missing? Yes. Who's not at the table? Who should be? Right. Um, it's those types of conversations that we have. And when we bring on a new department, it's a full year commitment. It right. takes a whole year to start the process and all to get to that final celebration of the community health fair, right. right? Where you can meet the public and show all the things you've done behind the scenes and you can, you know, brag about how you're part of this alliance and all the great work we've done. Um, but I do think that that's a great place to start at the alliance meetings when we begin and we'll have you um, join in. So when you come back again, after we, you know, talk about the roadmap, <laughs> yes. we'll be able to say how we did it, you know, starting fresh, right, like we will in Hopkins, right. I, can I ask one more question about that sure. before I don't want to take us down a different dirt road. But, no. <laughs> but the uh, but I would, um, I think a, a question just popped into my head, that I think is an emerging question. And that is, <clears throat> first generation Americans and or, uh, you know, our typical our traditionally underserved populations who now find themselves you know, for the first time owning a home or right. trying to trying to protect an asset of their loved one. I think there's there's certainly a you know 
there's a lot of oversensitivity to how we protect that and who we right. trust and and how do we partner with people who understand our specific needs and do you see that? I mean, are you starting to see that as just gener gener generational wealth conversation starts to expand as being an issue that you need to address? It's definitely top of mind for sure, because they have different concerns and they're, again, first generation. So that's a big adjustment. And of course, they want to protect their assets and feel heard. And I mean, we have translators and things like that that help with that for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I just said I figured it's it's I know in our community, this community, it's a it's a, an extremely important issue to address. And yes. And when Amy talks about making sure the right people are at the table, I think that's a consideration also to make sure we have those communities represented Definitely. in the room as we discuss yeah. these topics that are very important. First, front and center to those populations. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And looking at the makeup of the community and making sure, mm -hmm. like you said, everyone's well, this has been informative. Uh, did you, you know, anything else you wanted to cover? No, I just really wanted to get that idea out there to have people thinking about that roadmap and how yes, we can I start um, building this educational piece of the Community Health Alliance um, that we can start uh, challenging our stakeholders, challenging our community to think a little yeah. bit differently, how we can meet their needs on a different level outside of a 911 environment and really starting that um, uh, opening those conversations and, and being able to feel comfortable about even how do we even start this conversation? Right. And if it's coming to a health fair and we provide this little roadmap and that's how you start it and you come home with some resources that you're not going to throw away the next day that are actually of use to you. For sure. I think that's, that's a win-win for everyone. I agree. And to answer your question earlier, yes, anyone can call me. I am. I love to help people. I love real estate. I know that's intimidating for some people. And I think that's the importance of just mm -hmm. getting out in the community and putting a face with the name and building the relationships and the community and making everybody feel like they belong and they're part of it and they trust in it and they know they have places to go to get their questions answered. Right. It all starts with the conversation. They may not be looking at selling their house tomorrow, but by building that trusted relationship with you today, something may come of it, you know, months or whatever down the line because, oh, I talked to Penelope and she taught me this and now she's one of my bat lines. I can reach out to her because I know her. Right. And it, you can start the process five years in advance. I can give you a yeah. list of like, here's things you need to do. Take it at your own pace and, you know, let's check in every six months and see where you're at and if anything's changed and adjust accordingly. Well, thank you for joining us today. As the fire chief of St. Louis Park, I'm glad that you're within walking distance of my building. <laughs> and, I, and I really appreciate your support and your kind of uh, what you can bring to the table with this Community Health Alliance and for the residents and the, the, the patients and residents that we serve through the Alliance and multiple right. communities. So thank you for joining us again. This is Penelope Froart with uh, Caldwell Banker Realty, and we're extremely happy that you've joined us today at the podcast. Thanks for having me. Welcome to the team, Penelope. Thank, Thank you. you. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please tune in next Wednesday, wherever you listen to your podcasts.